Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today we'll welcome to Song of the Soul a farmer and singer and songwriter from Northwest Iowa, Andy Jewell. His name came to me via one of the places my programs are syndicated, and I want to remind folks at all the other stations broadcasting my shows to go to northernspiritradio.org and drop me a line with suggestions for future guests. I need your help to share your local talent with wider audience. But today we'll listen to a rural Quaker farmer with a passion for peace, love, and music. Andy Jewell joins us by phone from Northwest Iowa. Andy, I'm so pleased you could join me today for Song of the Soul. Thanks for having me, Mark. The way I learned about you, Andy, is through Adam, who runs KPVL, the station over in the Postville Decorah area of Iowa. So, first of all, Here's a hello to all you folks listening in that area on KPVL. And secondly, Adam evidently had you on for an interview. Were you touring in that area, or just what was that about? Yeah, I was uh, touring out there with a couple other people. Actually, my twin brother came with me. He plays drums. He always joins me for the majority of my shows and on tour. And then uh, another friend of mine is playing bass with me. And we took a little tour out to Wisconsin and eastern Iowa, about a week-long tour. Uh, we started in Appleton, Wisconsin, and then uh, we had a show in La Crosse. Uh, on the way to La Crosse, we kind of took a little detour south to Madison, and we joined in the protesting. Yeah, so we went to La Crosse and then to Decorah, that's where we hooked up with Adam. And after that, we went south down to near West Branch, 
We played at the Scatter Good Friends School, which is a, a Quaker high school, which was a great show. I think our favorite show was the tour, actually. Kids just thought we were great and wanted autographs and felt like rock stars, I guess. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah, Scatter Good Friends School is such an amazing place. The students there are so vibrant and lively, and they interact so much better with older generations than do students in many other schools. Great place to visit, great place to have a concert. Now, you've got a farm out in northwestern Iowa. What's the nearest big city to you? Not really anything in any big cities around here. Sioux City is fairly large, or Spencer. I'm kind of in between Sioux City and Spencer, if you know where those towns are. Some other fairly larger towns are Cherokee and Lamar. I'm kind of in between those two also. I guess from my point of view, those places don't qualify as big cities. But anyway, when you're performing, is it out touring on the road, or do you do much at home? Actually, there's, there's quite a bit of music going on around here. After college, I lived in Minneapolis for about six years, and obviously there's a lot of places to play there. And then I moved, just moved back to the farm almost two years ago now. And actually, it seems like I'm busier now in music than I was up in Minneapolis. In a nearby town called Cherokee, there's a really great place called The Gathering Place, which is just kind of this open venue with a stage. Every other week they have a jam session where just any musician can come and join in the jam, and there's a lot of great musicians around the area. So actually I was pleasantly surprised with all the music that's happening around here. And a great community of musicians and met a lot of great players. So it's been a lot of fun. Well, let's dive into your music. You've got three CDs. First is called A Simple Life on Land. Second is Tales from the Buffalo Blue Stem. And the third is River Light. So, your music. What's it about, and what are you trying to do through your music? Well, my, my Quaker upbringing really comes through in, in a lot of my songwriting. But also, I have some songs about you know farming and nature. Kind of joking around with a, another musician friend of mine saying how I had such a great childhood and, you know, I can't use that, a troubled childhood, as inspiration for my songs. You know, I have to look elsewhere for themes, and so that's why I kind of delved into socially conscious themes in a lot of my songwriting. Is that an area of Iowa that's especially warm to socially conscious songs? Not really in this part of the state. We do have a small Quaker community around here, so they obviously like those kind of songs. And the other people, actually, you know, I'm... I'm not really one for confrontation, so a lot of times I just don't tell people exactly what the songs are about, and I just play them, and <laughs> they seem to go down well. Actually, I have an aunt who says that, you know, those are the people who need to hear my songs, and so I really need to play those songs for those people. Then get us started, Andy. What would you like to start out with for your song of the soul? We're going to start with a song called River Light. That's the title track of the latest album. You know, Quakers often use the word light in the spiritual context, talking about the light of God or inner light or searching for the light in others. And actually, while I was writing this song, usually for me, the music and chords come first and the lyrics come later. With this song, the words just kind of seemed to write themselves as I was playing through the chords. I wasn't really thinking about it. The words were just kind of flowing onto the paper by themselves. Later on, I had to try to figure out you know, what it was all about. So this song... The listener can kind of take whatever meaning they want from this song. It can mean, like, Quakers talk about an ocean of darkness and an ocean of light. So this could be about, you know, searching for that ocean of light in the darkness. 
which is something that I struggle with a lot. I've found everything going on in the world. I can be sometimes be a little cynical. You know, it's much easier to be cynical, and it takes a lot of hard work to to try to look for optimism. So that's kind of what I struggle with. So that's kind of what the song is about. The song is River Light by Andy Jewell. The darkness of a troubled mind How could they be so unkind To people in the world outside And looking for a place to hide So come Jewel's song, River Light. One of the things in that one that was special for me, Andy, was I believe I heard a French horn in there, wasn't there? That's right. That was my, my wife playing French horn. She's a, a band director, so she knows a lot about music and can play all those instruments, and French horn is kind of her main instrument. So I thought, oh, that'd, that'd be great. I love the French horn sound, so I wanted to include her on my album. Yep. Keep her in there to help nurture and preserve the marital harmony, you know. I want to mention right away that your last name is Jewel. That's J-U-H-L. And your website is andyjewel.com. Of course, you can always find a link to Andy on northernspiritradio.org. 
Again, you mentioned you've got a small Quaker group near you, and of course, I'm Quaker, and a lot of people don't know much about Quakers, but you're part of a variety of Quakers different than mine, and you're part of what's called Iowa Yearly Meeting, what's called conservative. Were you raised Quaker all your life, and did you go searching around, checking out the Lutherans, the non-denominational Christians, whatever? Uh, no, I haven't. I was born Quaker and raised Quaker and stuck with it, I guess. My dad grew up Lutheran. My mom, her dad was a minister. He started out Methodist and was in the United Church of Christ and United Church of Canada. And he was, um, I think it would have been great just to be able to sit in on one of his services. He was kind of a guy who didn't always tell the congregation what they wanted to hear. Like he would, he would play like Phil Oaks records in the back of the church as the people walked in and he was a great guy. So after, after my parents got married, then they started going to the Quaker church and to the Quaker meeting in the area here, and that's where I grew up and was raised. I noticed in your liner notes that you seem to include a fair number of relatives performing on your CDs. You've mentioned your wife already. I think you've got a brother in there who makes music with you. Are there cousins in the mix? It just seems you've got a lot of relatives connecting up with your music. Yeah, I do, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I have my wife, play French horn, and then my twin brother who plays drums with me, which is a lot of fun. He and I, I guess, have this twin connectedness, so it's really easy to play. And it's hard for me to play drums with, or to play with any other drummer, actually, because always I'm in tune with John when he plays, and we know where we are in the songs, and if one of us screws up, we know how we're going to get back on, and it's just kind of a neat thing. Also, I have some cousins who are into music, cousin near Iowa City who plays in groups down there, and another cousin out in Michigan who has a pretty successful folk group called Breathe Owl Breathe, and they tour all over the place, so it's a lot of fun uh, family gatherings, too. Lots of times we'll have just big jam sessions and play lots of music. That sounds great. Well, give us some more of your song with soul music. We'll continue with a song called Garden Path. There's an expression I heard called, to lead someone down the garden path means to mislead someone. As a Quaker, we're always searching for truth and always trying to be truthful. And this song is about someone, a, a very trusting person who is starting to think for themselves for the first time and realizing that this person that they were had their trust in may not be as truthful as they first thought. Song two for Andy Jules, Song of the Soul. This is Garden Path.
Music for Song of the Soul by Andy Jewell, Garden Path. You know, you talk about being led down the garden path. Are you talking about someone else or maybe yourself? For example, did you ever feel you had to just rebel against your Quaker upbringing and maybe that they'd been leading you down the garden path by pulling that love and peace wool over your eyes? Ever think that you'd have to question that and maybe move out away from it? Not really. I've always liked the peace and love peace and love issues with Quakers. And basically when I was writing the song, I was kind of thinking it kind of in the other direction of somebody who has been told that the peace and love are not the paths you should follow and somebody who's been believing this for a long time. So that's why uh, I talk about at the end of the song, I can't take all this hate out the door. Let's love each other and try to understand. The truth will win in the end. You said, Andy, that in your area, um, I mean, it's not a particularly liberal or progressive area, like we're not likely to find all the demonstrators and protesters chanting out in the streets like we've been seeing here in Madison, Wisconsin. Do you have interactions with your friends and neighbors where you feel like your perspective is, shall we say, not well shared? I, I try not to get into arguments, mainly because you know I'm not I'm not an eloquent speaker or debater, and so I guess I'm afraid I would lose the argument. <laughs> um, so I usually just try to find common ground that we share. A lot of times 
you know, when you have arguments with people, you're not necessarily going to change their opinion, and they might not change your opinion, and it just dissolves into resentment, I guess. And I usually try to try to avoid that. So yeah, I don't know if if I should be confronting people about these sort of issues or not. So that's something that I'm struggling with and trying to figure out for myself. Well, let's violate that tendency to avoid confrontation with today's Song of the Soul. Give us another song, and we'll see if we can get discussion going by pushing some buttons. Sure, we could push buttons with the next song, probably. The next one's called An Unknown Friend. This kind of deals with the absurdity of war and violence. You know, if I have if I have an argument with, like, let's say I have an argument with my neighbor, you know, let's say I have a really nice garden rake or something, you know, a really nice titanium handle garden rake and he wants my garden rake and we decide to resort to violence to settle the issue and he has a tank and I have a squirt gun you know obviously he's going to get the garden rake it seems like in a war all it determines is who has the bigger better weapons really it doesn't determine who was right and wrong in the argument so this song is about a young person who has joined the army and they're going to battle for the first time during battle they kill someone on the other side, a quote, enemy. And afterwards, the, the soldier's thinking about it and realizing that if I would have met this person under different circumstances, like on the street somewhere, we could have been great friends. But instead, you know, I shot and killed this person because I was told to by the leaders of the country. It reminds me of that Phil Oak song where he says, it's always the old who lead us to the war. It's always the young who fall. These leaders of of the country are just getting their young men and women to fight out their differences for them, and then they don't have to do it themselves. So I guess in my example of the garden rake, it should have been, you know, I would get a bunch of younger people, strong people with squirt guns, and the other neighbor would have younger people with tanks or something, you know, so a little absurd, I know, but, but so it was war, I guess. Oh, sometimes when I play the song live, it's sometimes a hard song to play because I put myself into character of this person. Sometimes I get a little choked up when I play the song, so it can, it can be a struggle to play sometimes. I've been riding all night And my head can't sleep This get so far Now I'm in too deep There's a man with a gun And flags flying round Mind control is all we need
Jewel, an unknown friend from his tales from the Buffalo Blue Stem. Well, speaking of that, what kind of farming do you do? Uh, we have corn and soybeans, are the main crops. We have a few sheep, but they're mainly for keeping the weeds down in the grove. I just moved back a couple of years ago and been talking to Dad. I'd, I would really like to get into organic farming. We've gone to a couple of conferences about that and read some materials about it. So that's something that we may explore in the future. That's something I'd really like to look at because I don't, I don't think just dousing the land with, with chemicals and things are, are the way to go. And also my wife and I have talked about CSA farming. I know you, you talked to Tony Schultz on, on one of your programs, talked about CSA farms and it's something that my wife is really excited about. She usually has a big garden and she goes to farmers markets. So, uh, CSA farms is another avenue to explore. When you were talking about an unknown friend, you mentioned Phil Oakes. I recently had Phil's sister, Sonny, on to share some of his music and story of his life. So I'm kind of up on his history, including the fact that he died in 1976. So given that you're only 31 and he died at least 13 years before you were born, aren't you too young to even know who Phil Oakes is or was? <laughs> well, you're never too young to know who Phil Oakes is. <laughs> Everyone should know who Phil Oaks is. And it's kind of funny, my musical influences seem to be the older people. When I was in fifth grade, that's kind of when I started really getting into music. My favorite band was the Beatles. I'd listen to the Beatles nonstop all the time. You know, even up through junior high, that's all my twin, twin brother and I would listen to, the Beatles. We even had the haircuts and everything. It was kind of funny, people of my parents' generation, when they listen to the Beatles album and stuff, they get nostalgic for their youth and their childhood, and I get the same feeling, because that's what I listened to also when I was a kid. And I also like Neil Young and, and Bob Dylan and those guys who aren't exactly young anymore, I guess, but still really great musicians and, and great songwriters. And also, I also listen to a lot of, of progressive rock music from like the early 70s bands like Yes and King Crimson and Genesis. Jethro Tull, I love those bands too. So all these things like I kind of gravitate towards towards older music. 
And what do you think of Justin Bieber? Who? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I th- you know, I think he has a he has a good voice. Um, the main thing I don't like, I'm not a big fan of, is is how most songs are produced nowadays. Just the sound of the recordings is what I don't like. It's like there's way too much compression and auto tuning on things, and it just doesn't sound real and, and genuine anymore. And that's kind of my feeling. So if you stripped all that away, some of these songs and even Justin Bieber songs might be good. I don't know, but. <laughs> How about you suggest some more music that we can play for your personal Song of the Soul? Okay, talking about peace and love, I have a song called We Forgot About Peace and Love. It's kind of funny whenever in rehearsals or something, whenever I say, okay, we forgot about peace and love, and then my brother will say, okay, let's play it then. Kind of a running joke. Anyway, this song is basically about the military-industrial complex and how we seem to spend so much money in this country on weapons and the military when... It could be better spent in funding programs that don't destroy and programs that help create and lift us up, like education or, or healthcare or programs for the poor and those kinds of issues. So that's what this song is about. You know, Andy, I did a little calculation of the economic scene here in Wisconsin. The state deficit that they're projecting for the coming year here is roughly equal to how much in the way of taxes Wisconsin citizens are contributing for the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. So if these taxes were not leaving Wisconsin pockets to fly overseas and they became Wisconsin tax spending instead, we'd have no budget deficit essentially. When I noticed how close the numbers are, it struck me how easily we forget what we're doing in the world and where we're putting our priorities. And all of that to say, yes, it's true for a lot of us. We forgot about Peace and Love by Andy Jewell. I wonder how much we think we can destroy. I think we can do much more than that. Let's build a bigger gun To save us from all the other guns Let's build a bigger bomb To save us from all the other bombs But maybe we forgot About peace and love Maybe we forgot
bigger gun To save us from all the other guns Let's build a bigger bomb To save us from all the other bombs But maybe we forgot About Another song out of Tales from the Buffalo Blue Stem, second CD put out by Andy Jewell, We Forgot About Peace and Love. For those newly tuned in, this is Song of the Soul, and I'm your host, Mark Helpsmeet, brought to you by Northern Spirit Radio, website northernspiritradio.org, where you'll find all our programs the last five and a half years, info on and links to our guests, and especially a place for you to leave comments. Let's make this a dialogue, okay? I really do like hearing from you. Again, the last song was We Forgot About Peace and Love. Who's the tambourine in that one, Andy? That would be my, my brother John as well. Can he play drums and do tambourine at the same time? He can, yeah. He's, he's a very talented guy. And you probably think he's very good-looking, too, since he's your twin? Well, I always say that I got all the looks and the smarts and the sense of humor, but no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he he looks a lot like me. He has he, he does have a beard, and I kind of have a beard. I'm usually kind of scruffy, but he has a bigger beard, so that's I guess that's how you can tell us apart. You know, in one of the verses right near the end of that song, it gets pretty hard hitting. I have a hard time imagining your audiences not having it sink through. You know, where you say, "I wonder if God will keep smiling down on me if I keep killing in His name. I'm sure He'll be pleased." Does that ever get a reaction from audiences around there, either positive or negative? I mean, I can imagine Scattergood students saying, hey, you rock. Yeah, yeah, Scattergood, yeah, that was my favorite. But around here, you know, I guess if people did have an issue with it, they haven't, they haven't come to me about it and talked to me about it. Maybe amongst themselves they do, but they haven't approached me about it. And, and they still applaud when I get done. And so, I don't know, maybe it's a Midwestern nice attitude and they just applaud for everything. I don't know. Or maybe, you know, maybe I'm changing opinions, and maybe they, <laughs> maybe it gives them something to think about. Yeah, maybe it's going in under the radar, or maybe it's being welcomed in, for all we know. Or maybe it's in one ear out the other, they just like the music, or who knows. I'll just keep playing. You mentioned earlier some of your influences. Amongst them I heard Jethro Tull, which would be quite different from what I've heard you do. Do you do a wide diversity of music? Could you do a blues or a jazz album, all that stuff? Maybe not so much jazz. Jazz seems like a whole other beast. But I actually do play in another group with my brother again. It's kind of a progressive rock group. And so it's, it's a lot more a lot more rocking, um, a lot more electric. Kind of. There's a lot of, of mixed meter, I guess. So it's not, not everything's in 4-4. And so a lot of quirky things going on. So I have that side side of me, too. A little bit of that comes through in my solo, more folk rock albums, but not quite as much. And I have the the weird, loud rocking side, and then the little more folky side to me. So, for example, the the next song that I like to share really demonstrates my loud rocking side. Um, so far, we've just heard acoustic guitar. This next one features a lot of electric guitar and, and some solos. It's called Conscientious Objector. 
Usually when I introduce this song live, I, I mention how this song is for a group of people who do not get enough respect or recognition. And it seems like in this country, we usually don't talk about conscientious objectors very often. And people who, who refuse to kill and who refuse to resort to violence should be praised more often and respected. Yeah, it seems kind of crazy that you know, people were punished for refusing to kill and put in prison all kinds of things because they didn't want to go out and kill people. It seems a little strange that in normal society, you know, everyone agrees that killing is wrong, but if you put on a uniform, all of a sudden it's okay. So this, this song is for all the conscientious objectors. me 
Another song from Andy Jewell's CD, River Light, and that was Conscientious Objector. Because they haven't actually activated the military draft in this country for a few decades, you haven't had to personally claim conscientious objector status. Have you prepared yourself so you could claim to be a CO if you had been drafted? Yeah, when I was 18, I had kind of wrote out a letter stating my views and had it notarized. Assuming that would hold up, I'm not sure. I've kind of wondered if, for the politicians and people who do want to go to war, I wonder if they intentionally don't have a draft because they knew if they did have a draft, there'd be even more protests about the war. And if there is no draft, then, you know, the protests aren't as heated as they would be if there was a draft and people were forced into the military. I think you may be right about that. I find it kind of paradoxical as a pacifist. I find myself thinking that maybe a draft is exactly what we need to get a high-powered peace movement going. Yeah, yeah I kind of wanted, wanted the same thing, but a little paradoxical, I agree. <laughs> you mentioned being Quaker all your life, so of course you're into peace and love, but obviously we hope those are things that a lot of people are into and believe in. Can you say any more about the breadth of your beliefs or the foundations of your faith? What really undergirds and supports your soul? What helps you determine what's right and wrong or what's peace and loving? Do you have any ideas on that? Well, what I like about being Quaker is it's it's more a way of life. It's not, you know, not just going to church on Sunday and then everything will be okay. It's more how you live your life. Know, being truthful and you know, searching for the light and treating people with respect no matter who you meet. And, you know, since Quakers don't really have any creeds, there's more freedom to worship in your own way without being told what to believe. And so it's a very personal and private meditation. And yet, when you go to meetings, there's also a strong feeling of community and unity with everyone you know, searching and meditating together. There's a great unity of spirit and emotional feeling that, that you feel in meeting for worship. Do you like silence, personally? Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm a pretty private and, I guess, quiet, introverted person. So I like peace and quiet. I lived in Minneapolis, like I mentioned, for six years in apartments, and I knew that was not the place for me. I much prefer being out on the farm, and I like to, my, my peace and quiet, I guess. And I think you also like your earth. You mentioned the possibility of your farm moving into the direction of organic farming. You told me earlier that the last song you wanted to end with, and we're coming right down to the end now, is We Belong to the Earth. So talk a bit about your connection to the earth, your viewpoint on that. Yeah, we're, we're all connected to the earth. This is the only planet that we have, so I guess we better take care of it. And I always feel, feel a oneness when nat- with nature when I'm outside walking or, or in the field. You know, it just feels like God is all around, all around in nature. And there's a, the song was kind of based on, on a quote. The quote is from Native American named Chief Seattle, who said, The earth does not belong to us, we belong to the earth. It sure seems like we need the earth a lot more than the earth needs us. Actually, the earth could probably do without us just fine. So, you know, we always want to buy land, but actually, it's us who belongs to the land. Driving in their SUVs, it's all 
does not belong to us. We belong to the earth. The earth does not belong to us. We belong to the earth. The earth does not belong to us. We belong. As far as I'm concerned, We Belong to the Earth by Andy Jewell. His website is andyjewell.com, and Jewell is spelled J-U-H-L, or find him via northernspiritradio.org. In that song, Andy, you talk kind of negatively about SUVs and cell phones. Is this like uh, saying that you don't have an SUV or a cell phone? (laughs) Well, I don't have an SUV. I do, unfortunately, have a cell phone. It was only a couple of years ago that I finally got a cell phone. And it was kind of funny when I finally did get one. My brother said, welcome to the 90s. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. But, you know, it seems like we, all this technology, you know, it's just getting developed faster and faster. It's, it's kind of hard to keep up and sometimes wonder how much of it is necessary. And it just seems like it's complicating our lives more than it's making our lives easier. So that's something I struggle with. I have a daughter who's almost two years old. I would like to have her grow up in an environment that's not just focused on technology. But at the same time, I don't want to put her at a disadvantage because everyone else is getting this technology and she'll be behind. And I don't know, that's something I'm struggling with. Struggling with. I, hopefully I can find some sort of balance. Yeah, I think it's a hard one to find the right balance on because there's so many competing needs and desires But if we hold in front of us that we belong to the earth, it can help guide us to better decisions on the whole. At least that's what I believe. 
Well, I'm really thankful that Adam of KPVL passed your name on to me. Shout out to the friends of Decorah Postville, and much appreciation to you, Andy, for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thanks a lot for having me on the show, Mark. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song of the soul